Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm going to continue doing my 2021 fantasy football rankings. So in the last two days, I've gone over my top 24 running backs and wide receivers. And so today it's time to go through my top 18 quarterbacks. If you guys watch this video and you find yourself enjoying the content, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. That really helps support me a lot and I would really appreciate it. And then also let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. What do you guys think of these rankings? Let me know your reasoning. I'd love to hear your guys' perspectives and I'll respond to everyone who comments down below. But let's just get right into it. My number one fantasy football quarterback this year is Patrick Mahomes. I think this is pretty consensus for most people. He's attached to a super high-powered offense. He has arguably the best tight end in the NFL with Travis Kelsey and one of the best wide receivers with Tyreek Hill. He's just been incredibly consistent at the quarterback position ever since he took over as the starter. The last three seasons, he's shown that he has high-end QB1 value. And you know, he may not have the same ceiling as certain players like maybe Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray have, but I just think you know exactly what you're going to get out of him, and I'd be shocked if he didn't finish as a top three quarterback this season. At number two, I have Kyler Murray, and I'm definitely higher than consensus on Kyler. I think a lot of people have him at three, four, or five, but I do have him here at this number two spot. You just have to look at the production he was putting up before he suffered that shoulder injury last season. I mean, it was like 2019 Lamar Jackson level numbers, and that was one of the best fantasy football seasons from a quarterback ever, and the Cardinals have only upgraded this offense. So last year, they brought in DeAndre Hopkins, and he was kind of the clear number one target on that team, but now they've brought in some other complementary weapons. They drafted Rondell Moore and signed AJ Green in free agency. Kyler Murray also has an insane rushing upside, probably second to only Lamar Jackson. So that's obviously going to give him a really safe floor. And he's only going into his third NFL season. He is still very young and could continue to just develop as a player overall. So I'm a big fan of Kyler Murray this year. Next up at number three, I have Lamar Jackson, and this was a tough decision between him and Josh Allen. Obviously, they're all very close together, but I went with Lamar here just because he does have that crazy ceiling. He definitely had a disappointing 2020, but I mean, his 2019 season really just shows how good of a fantasy option he can be. I mean, he blew every other quarterback out of the water. No one was even close to touching him on a points per game basis. And just having that potential has got to give him a really high ranking. And a lot of it just stems from his rushing upside, but his passing is kind of what's overlooked. In 2019, that's really what kind of helped him put together this crazy season because he was very solid on the ground, but just very efficient in the air led the NFL in passing touchdowns, and that's really what dipped in the 2020 season. But I think the Ravens have shown that they want to invest in this passing game. They drafted Rashad Bateman in the first round and then also brought in Sammy Watkins in free agency. So if Lamar can add to that passing production, I think it's just going to make this offense even more balanced, which should definitely benefit Lamar. Like I just mentioned, it was a tough call between Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. So Josh Allen is going to slide in here at my number four slot really had a breakout 2020 season, was kind of seen as a solid, you know, lower end quarterback one option, had some really solid rushing upside, but we didn't know if he could put it all together as a passer. And I mean, he way overachieved last season in all aspects of his game. Once they brought in Stefan Diggs, they clicked and Josh Allen truly broke out as an MVP candidate. 
and I expect him to continue to play at that very high level. I just don't know if he has the same ceiling as a guy like Lamar or Kyler just because they get a lot of rushing volume. Josh Allen gets in the end zone a lot as a rusher, but I don't think he's going to go out and rush for 800 plus yards, but I mean nothing to sneeze at here with this number four slot. At number five, I have Dak Prescott, and I definitely could understand the argument for him being higher. I think there's a pretty clear top five, at least in my mind, and it's the five guys I've mentioned. If you just look at the five-game sample size that Dak Prescott put up last season, I could totally see why you would want him number two, number three, number four, you know, any of those slots. The man was lighting it up putting up over 30 points per game in the four full games that he played in. Like I've mentioned in a lot of videos, this Cowboys defense is not good. The offense is going to need to be putting up some insane production. He has great weapons around him with Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup. And so I'm expecting a huge year from Dak as he bounces back from that rough injury. On to Justin Herbert here at number six. Following his rookie of the year season, I expect him to continue to evolve as a quarterback. He's got some solid weapons around him. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, you've got Austin Eckler as kind of that dump off guy out of the backfield. And the Chargers have also reinvested big time in this offensive line, arguably moving them from one of the worst O-line units in the NFL to potentially a top 10 unit, definitely in the top half of offensive lines going into the 2021 season. And that definitely makes you feel good about his safety, you know, less injury risk, but also just having more time to really push the ball down the field and make those big plays. So I'm feeling really good about Justin Herbert here at number six. Now at number seven, I have Tom Brady. And I think this is pretty high compared to, you know, some of the other fantasy experts, but I think Tom Brady definitely deserves to be this high in my rankings. You just got to look at all the weapons around him. In his first season last year with the Bucks. you know, he was a solid lower end QB1. And I just think he's going to take another jump forward. These weapons this year are better than what they had last year. And they're all going to be together for training camp. They're going to have that chemistry already formed. At wide receiver, you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, Antonio Brown, Tyler Johnson. At tight end, you've got Gronk, OJ Howard, Cam Brait. They now have a receiving back, which was really the only piece they were missing last season. So overall, it's just going to be a very explosive offense. And the news just came out recently that Brady could have been potentially playing through a torn MCL. So he was putting up those numbers while being injured, which is insane. And so going into 2021, I think the Buccaneers are going to build on that success they found late in the season and in the playoffs. And it's going to result in a great quarterback season from Tom Brady. At number eight, I have Russell Wilson. I definitely think there's some clear pro and cons for Russ going into the 2021 season. The pros are just that Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. There's really no other way to put that. And he's also surrounded by some really solid weapons. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, two great wide receivers. And then they've also brought in Gerald Everett at tight end. So another weapon for Russ to throw to. But then there are also some negatives. The first one is that I think the Seahawks are going to run the ball just at least a little bit more than they did last season. It seems like they think that they got too predictable with the passing last season. And so I think they're going to rely on Chris Carson and those backs a little bit more. And then the second concern is that two years in a row, his production has way fell off towards the end of the year. And I don't really know how to approach that. I mean, it's kind of turning into a trend, but I think here at the number eight slot, you know, a mid-tier quarterback one is a fair spot to have him at. Next up at number nine, I have Ryan Tannehill, one of my favorite late round quarterback picks. 
I think Tannehill is once again being underrated this season. If you look back at the two years of him being a starting quarterback for the Titans in 2019, if you exclude you know, the games where he wasn't the starter, he would have been the quarterback two that season in points per game. That is absolutely absurd production from a guy that was actually a backup at the time. And then last season, put together another very safe lower end quarterback one season. And this offense has only gotten better for him. The Titans went out, brought in Julio Jones. I've talked about this for Julio and Derrick Henry in my last two videos, but how are defenses going to stop this offense? And Ryan Tannehill is definitely going to be a huge beneficiary of that. So I love his current draft price, and I think he's likely going to be one of my most owned quarterbacks once we really get into draft season. At number 10, I have Jalen Hurts, and I could totally understand an argument for him being higher than this or lower than this. I mean, the argument for lower is that he really just hasn't shown much as an NFL player. You know, he put up a few solid fantasy games, but I mean, did he look great as an actual NFL quarterback? I don't really think you can say he did. But then also, I mean, the guy just has so much potential. With a full 16-game season, he could put up rushing numbers that's similar to Lamar and Kyler. And so there's definitely a very wide range of outcomes for his 2021 season. I don't know how much Jalen Hurts stock I'm going to have this season, just because it seems like he's getting pushed up draft boards. And I'd much rather wait for some of those later round quarterbacks like Brady or Tannehill or Stafford. But I totally recognize his high upside and really couldn't fault you if you took him ahead of quarterback 10. All right, now at number 11, I have Matthew Stafford. And it honestly kind of hurt to put him this low. I really think this kind of tier of Tannehill, Hurts, Stafford, and then some of the guys after them could really be like mixed around in a variety of different ways. I think they're all kind of close together. I just put Matthew Stafford under Ryan Tannehill because we've seen Tannehill, you know, put it all together with this Titans offense and Matthew Stafford is new. So, you know, there is just maybe a little bit more risk than there would be with a guy like Ryan Tannehill, but I still think Matthew Stafford is going to have a great season with the Rams. He's going to be playing with some top tier weapons, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby. It definitely hurts a little bit for the offense overall that Cam Akers is out for the season, but that could lead to just more pass attempts for Matthew Stafford. And just like I talked about for Ryan Tannehill, Matthew Stafford is another one of my favorite late round quarterback targets. At number 12, I have Aaron Rodgers, and this is definitely lower than consensus. I've talked about in the running back and wide receiver rankings videos that I had guys like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams kind of ranked at these placeholder slots. So obviously if Aaron Rodgers comes back, he would definitely probably be around like the Tom Brady, Russell Wilson range. But right now, the difference between him and Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams is that if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones are still going to be playing. They're still obviously going to be a huge part of the Packers. But there's a possibility here for Aaron Rodgers that he just doesn't even play football this season. And so that's why he's definitely a little bit lower than I think a lot of people view him as. But I mean, if he comes back to the Packers or even gets moved to another team, he would likely jump up from this 12 slot. Up next, I have Joe Burrow. He put together a really solid rookie season before he suffered that ACL tear. It looks like he's going to be ready to go by week one. And I think he's really going to have his true breakout this season. If you just look at this offense, a similar kind of setup with the Cowboys, where I just don't know how much this defense is going to be able to hold other teams intact. And that can mean that Joe Burrow is going to have to be slinging the ball a lot. And he has the weapons to do it for sure. They drafted his favorite target, Jamar Chase, and he's being paired with T. Higgins, who showed a lot of success last season, and Tyler Boyd. 
So this is a very talented wide receiver room, and I could easily see Joe Burrow having a very big sophomore season. At number 14, I have Kirk Cousins, and he's definitely not as flashy as any of the players I've talked about so far. But I mean, if you're playing in a two quarterback league, Kirk Cousins is just a go-to solid QB2 option. His numbers are never going to blow you away, but year after year, he finishes as a high-end quarterback too. And so I'm fine buying him, you know, at that price. He has a lot of weapons with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. You've got Delvin Cook in that backfield. So overall, their offense is going to put up a decent number of points. And when you just look back at his career, he always fills up the stat sheet with passing yards and passing touchdowns. So that's why he comes in here at number 14. Now at number 15, I have Matt Ryan, and he definitely took a hit with Julio Jones being traded, but I still think he's a very relevant quarterback too. You've still got some solid weapons there with Calvin Ridley. They drafted Kyle Pitts, and I'm a big fan of their new head coach, Arthur Smith. We saw him implement a super play action heavy scheme when he was with the Titans. And so if he can bring some of that efficiency over to the Falcons, I think that could really help Matt Ryan put together a solid season. At number 16, I have Trevor Lawrence, and we've obviously never seen him play in an NFL game, but it seems like he's just one of the safest prospects there's basically ever been, and he is going to have an opportunity to perform right away. I don't think there's any doubt that he is going to be the day one starter, and he has a pretty solid kind of core around him. You've got some solid receivers with DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, Marvin Jones. I mean, that's a pretty decent three-headed monster right there. You've got your college running back, Travis Etienne, a great pass catcher. You've got James Robinson. So a fair amount of talent around him. And I think that could really lead to him performing right out of the gate. Up next at number 17, I have a player who's shown that they've been a quarterback one in years past, and that has been Carson Wentz. He definitely had a miserable 2020 season, but I do just like that he's shown that ability to finish as a QB1, and you can't say that about a lot of the guys after him. This is going to be his opportunity to revitalize his career here with the Colts, his former head coach, Frank Reich, and I just think this is a great opportunity for Carson Wentz to kind of hit the reset button. It seems like everything with the Eagles was just going so poorly. You know, the offensive line was brutal, and it almost just kind of broke Carson Wentz, and so I don't think it's a guarantee he's going to be able to return to his MVP candidate form, but it's definitely in the realm of possibility, which is why I have him here as a mid-tier quarterback too. The last player in my top 18 quarterback rankings may come as a surprise for a lot of people, but it is Cam Newton. And I want to preface this with, I am not like some huge Cam Newton supporter, you know, as an overall player. I don't think he is a good NFL quarterback anymore, but that does not mean that he cannot be a very solid fantasy asset this season. If you look back at last year, you know, you look over his stat line, it is not pretty, but the man was still putting up solid fantasy numbers. You know, he was putting up mid-tier quarterback two points per game, and that was with, you know, being pulled towards the end of the games and not even getting those full reps. And so then you have to look at the moves that the Patriots made this offseason. They brought in a ton of weapons with Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, all these guys were brought into the offense. And so you can't tell me that Cam Newton is not going to have a better chance to succeed this year. And I do think right now it looks like he's going to be given the opportunity to start off the season. I think the Patriots are still trying to be in a win now mode. 
and maybe Mac Jones just isn't ready. Obviously, if we start hearing that Mac Jones is taking over the job, then I'll definitely move Cam Newton down a ton. But I mean, for however long Newton is going to be the starter, I think he has sneaky lower end QB1 upside on a week to week basis. So obviously, this is a riskier pick. You could be going with a guy like Baker Mayfield, who you know is basically locked in to a full 16 game season. But I mean, if you're playing in one quarterback leagues, I would much rather have a guy like Cam Newton who could provide some value weekly and may not play the entire season than a guy who you basically are never going to feel comfortable starting. All right, so that is going to wrap it up for my top 18 fantasy football quarterback rankings. If you guys enjoyed this video, like I mentioned earlier, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. And then let me know your thoughts down below. What players should be higher? What players should be lower? Tell me I'm crazy for putting Cam Newton on this list. Let me hear your thoughts down below and I'll make sure to respond to everyone who comments on this video. Thank you guys so much for stopping by. Make sure you guys check out my tight end rankings, which I'll be putting out tomorrow. And if you haven't already seen them, the running back and wide receiver rankings, which I put out in the last two days. But that's all I have for today. Thank you guys again, and I'll see you tomorrow.